Hi, it's Annie here. Just letting you know we have a new website. It's annieandbianca.com.au and Bianca is spelt with a K because she's a fancy Croatian. You can go there to see all our episode show notes, upcoming events or to write into us. Go and follow our social channels as well at We Want To Be Better on Facebook and Instagram and come and join our closed Facebook group to chat with us and other listeners at www two as in the number bb community group and lastly please rate review and subscribe it helps other people find our podcast and it helps inflate our ego bye this week's episode of we want to be better discusses gambling if you or someone you know is having problem with gambling addiction you can seek help at www.gamblinghelponline.org.au and you can also contact lifeline on 13 11 14 Thanks. We want to be better. <laughs> we want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. No. No, it didn't work. <laughs> okay. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. Bam boom punch boom punch boom ch. Wick wick bam bam boom boom. That sounds really good and Doesn't I got it? it. It's on. It's I know. recording. <laughs> I always think of that guy from um <laughs> Who was the guy and he sings that song that's like, these kids trapped in the struggle Oh, land. my God. <laughs> Nowhere to hang on. But I don't remember. That's um, giving starts him with a J. Starts with a J. That's giving him more airtime no, than he's ever was, had. Wait, what's his name? Oh. He was he was on Australian Idol. Am I incorrect in thinking that? I'm, I'm just going to have a little look. Yeah. Australian. Google break. <laughs> Australian Idol beatboxer, these Beat kids. <laughs> these kids trapped in the struggle land. No one to help. No one to help them. Joel Turner. Joel Turner. <laughs> oh my god. Do you reckon he's got an Instagram? Look it up quick. Oh oh oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joel. Does he have one? Like there's pl- like it's it's pretty. Oh, well, he's probably got a fan basic page. name, you know. Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of Joel Turners, but I don't yeah. know if it's me. Oh mate. <laughs> oh, ready? Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a dose of the old influenza. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awful. It's been awful, um, and so this episode is coming out late. It um, is, and we thought we better not record because I sounded disgusting, mm. and I did say on that little snippet that we released that, like the ASMR you don't want, which is like snotty and coffee and mm. gross. Yeah, gross ASMR. But Guess what? I'm still not right and the show has to go on. The show on. has to go on. So, so just going to have to put up with it. So like this week, um, as you'd notice from the episode title, it's about gambling. But it's not we want to be better at gambling. I think it's more like 
gambling awareness because we yeah. just had um, the grand final, which is a huge weekend of betting. Yes. You know, and I notice personally, because I don't really, I, I don't gamble, mm. you know, my knowledge of gambling comes from Kenny Rogers, you know, <laughs> you got to know when, when to hold them. When to hold them. So I, I don't really gamble. And, um, but even that, mm. just having the grand final, the amount of gambling ads that I noticed pop up just in my Instagram, um, on television, like it doubled from what, cause I noticed yeah. it. And, um, I wanted to talk about gambling because this month it's actually gambling awareness. So there's, Oh wow. Yeah. So in Victoria, it's from the 7th to 13th of October. So that'll be next week. Um, there are some other dates. I'll put them in the show notes, but, um, I really wanted to talk about gambling. I've been wanting to do this for a while because it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm probably in the position just like you in that I have never, I've really, ne- I kind of, I think I placed a bet once in my life. Yeah. I can't really think of any time. Yeah. And the time that I did pre- place a bet, I was underage and it was like with my parents. Yes. Um, and it was like on a horse for the Melbourne Cup yeah. or whatever. Also won it. So left gambling yeah. with 100% <laughs> success rate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I no ex- personal experience of it, but I love that while I was on my deathbed, sorry, my dog is really trying to yeah, no, kill it's like, Come here. Stop licking it. Mm. Right, just leave her alone, otherwise you have to get kicked out. Mm. Um, that while I was on my deathbed, you were actually doing some research and I love that yeah. um, out in the field work, study <laughs> stuff again. Yeah. I mean, we – we definitely could get people on here to talk about gambling and their experience with gambling. Um, but I actually like that you tried to go and experience it for yourself because yeah. there are lots of TV shows that uh, ABC did. Uh, you can't ask that. Yeah. On gambling. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. That was and I really highly, re- highly recommend Highly that. recommend. Um, and there's lots of stories of people um, doing it for themselves, but I suppose maybe some fresh eyes on this mm. Is really mm, yeah. exciting. Okay, so I did, like, I mean, I did a challenge to actually go and yeah. gamble, and that it, this was hard actually because, well, it's I know it's addictive, so you know I thought, crap, this could actually be something that I, you know, I mean, shit, what am I not doing for this podcast? Um, but I have a problem. My issue with gambling. So oh, look, let's. I used to date a guy that was really into gambling and same. Yeah. Really into it. (laughs) I dated a guy that was really into gambling too. But like also loved football and loved gambling on the football. And that just was like at my life for such a long time when I was dating him that it was so normal. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm just going to cut them out. One sec. You two are not allowed to fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go straight back into it. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, it was so normalized and it is so normalized. This is the problem that I have with gambling is because it is advertised everywhere. We see it everywhere, yeah. but we're not warned about the dangers of gambling so much. That's my issue with it. So look, we it's almost like subliminal messaging. It's sometimes mm. so discreet that you don't even notice it. Yeah. Uh, when I found out that you were doing this episode, I actually went to the grand final. World's most boring grand final, by the way. Yeah. Snorfest. Although, okay, my heart bleeds for GWS. 
oh, awful. I was going for them. Mm. The reason I wanted them to win was because I'm a Frio gal. So when we finally made it to the grand final, (laughs) I know how much it hurts to have all of your dreams just ripped out from underneath you. So there's a lot of Bulldogs players that went over to GWS and they're still mates. So I was really going Mm. for them. But, uh, yeah, it was really bad. But from the grand final, I messaged you some photos. And the electric scoreboard that surrounds the – well, um, not the world. <laughs> the Australia's biggest stage, yeah, sporting stage, like on that, yeah, that for probably the year is it? Mm. Um, is surrounded by gambling <laughs> yeah. advertising. Yeah. It's madness. It's and it's on several layers, yeah. and it's scrolling through gambling advertising. I mean, yeah. So like Palmer and I, so I managed to get Palmer on board to come with me because you were obviously sick. So on, um grand final public holiday, so not the actual grand final day, we went to the TAB, which I was actually really nervous to go in there because I haven't been inside a TAB for a really long time. And we didn't just go to like a TAB that's attached to like a bistro. We went to like a standalone, like the purest form of TAB. <laughs> it's just like uncut TAB. Right. Um, and we went in there and basically all I wanted to do was place a bet Um and I wanted to see if there's any helping signs for people that have gambling addiction. Okay. Now, Palmer and I were really specifically looking for um, a sign and there was signs everywhere for how to get a line of credit, what kind of bets you can do. They'll double your bet, which I've noticed is a lot a big thing that gambling companies are doing now is um, telling you that there's like no risk. Like if, you're, if your bet doesn't win – we'll give you your money back sort of thing. Really trying to lure people in because they think that there's no risk, but the risk is you'll get addicted and you'll lose all your money. So there is a reason why they're doing that. Mm. It's because they want you to continue gambling. Anyway, so we went in there. Oh, and now obviously I'm vegan. I'm against animal cruelty, but the only race that was on was horse racing. And I was like, you know what? You this did is not place a bet on Yeah, horses. I did because I had to place a bet. And obviously it's something that I'm morally Jesus against anyway. Christ. Look, okay. I'm already against gambling, babe. So anyway, we just wanted to place a bet and see how it was. If someone like had meat on a fork and said, you have to taste this for the podcast, would you? Look, I had two choices. I could not place a bet and have no experience or place a bet. It All was right. either greyhounds or horses, whatever. I like I didn't want to do it to begin with. Mm. I didn't want to place a bet. And so we placed a ten dollar bet. That was it. And we're watching it. I almost wanted to cry because I'm watching, you know, these horses get moved around and I'm thinking, if there was no gambling on this sport, would they even race them? No. <laughs> Definitely not. No, exactly. So it's just like we're doing this ridiculous expensive sport. Horses are dying for this. But for what? So people can place bets? Like it was really bizarre. Anyway, the race starts and, yeah, uh, yeah, it was thrilling. It what? was, yeah. I mean. To cheer for your horse. Not to cheer, but all I kept thinking was, shit, because our horse was close to the front mm. and I was thinking, oh, my God, I could actually win $900 from that $10 bet. Anyway, the race was over and I was like, we need to get the fuck out of here because that was horrible. And as well, just seeing other people at the TAB screaming at the television, losing their money, swearing, and then going straight back to place another bet mm. on the next horse. Because it, it is like literally there is a, a race once every two minutes maybe. As soon as one race is over, there's another track somewhere where there's another race. So you're sort of just stuck in there. And it, this was like 11 o'clock, you know, in the morning. So... Mm. 
we were just like, okay. So we'd done that form of gambling and we obviously hated it. It was really sad. And get out into the car and we're like, all right, let's go to the casino. So did you, so did you play pokies? No. Uh, when we got to the casino, so I used to go to the casino quite a bit because when I dated my gambling boyfriend, he used to like going there and blackjack was his game, but I used to play roulette. And why, I, why did you, why did you play? Because you're just there. Because you're just bored. And this is the thing like that getting to the casino after going from the TAB, which like one obviously is such a sad place to be. It's kind of like going to the TAB is where you go when you've really got an addiction, I feel. Where it's like, okay, so like going to the casino, it's pretty, you're out, you're in the city, it's this gorgeous building, everything's fancy. Going to the casino is like doing cocaine at a Hollywood party. But going to the TAB is like doing crack in a drug, drug den. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I've really got a problem okay. now and I don't care anymore. It's like the casino oh, really you like- you still have a problem taking Oh, no, 100%. Parties, but but um, yeah. it seems more glamorous in yeah. a way. And so we went to the casino and I was, yeah, it was weird being back there. I haven't been back there for years, um, but I did go to play roulette. I had a $50 um, bill and I was like, that's all I'm going to bet. Hopefully I don't lose it. Podcasts don't pay the bills. I certainly can't be losing money here. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, we sat down and immediately um, I lost 20 bucks and I was like, this is fucking boring. Like, why would anyone do this? I've worked so hard for my money, blah, blah, blah. But then I started winning. Right. And it is really thrilling. And we Is it, mm, is it yeah. like a little um, dopamine hit to the head? Well, it is. And- it's it, it sort of, in a way, it reminds me of how they say that people get like a hit out of likes and comments on social media and stuff. It's all this artificial happiness or something. It's, yeah. I mean, I suppose it is real when you do actually win it, but it's this bizarre generated, could easily taken, be taken away from you, hanging by a thread, not really yes. yeah, well, their happiness. It does release dopamine. Like it, gambling does. Winning releases dopamine and that's what you become addicted to and that's why you're constantly chasing that win. So for me, I'm really glad that I did go in there and place a bet. To do both of them was really insightful for me because obviously I hate horse racing and yet it even gave me a thrill to be like, oh, crap, I could win money. And I obviously am against horse racing and gambling. And then to also go to the casino and I don't want to give away my money. But then when you win or you guess it right, you think that you've got some sort of magic power. Yes. Yeah. And um, a lot of people think they have some sort of God complex, don't they? And I know this is so silly, but people can get caught up in their heads and think they have control over things that they really do not have control over. I remember when I was a kid, I used to have this toilet paper holder next to the <laughs> toilet and I if I could spell all the letters on the toilet paper holder before I finished my pee then in my head I'd make like negotiations with God I'd be like okay well can you make sure that my mum cooks me a nice dinner like I honestly thought oh I God. had control over it and so I can do it b-r-i-t-i-s-h-p-dot-p-dot-p-a-p-e-r-l-o-n-d-o-n there you go it's British I see I, I just know the letters British P-P- Paper London. (laughs) Anyway, people think that you start thinking it's that um, cognitive bias that, okay, I did it. And I said, if I um, held my, if I 
said it before I finished peeing and then my mum did make me a really nice dinner. Then you'd be like, Then I go, okay, well then that's because mm. I had control over it. Yeah. And it's very much the same as gambling. I know that some people will say, oh, well, they're an expert in odds and all that. But if you look at the f- fucking pokies, you have no mm. control. No. And if you think that you have control, you are very, very mu- much misled. Oh, okay. I was at the casino for not even half an hour and I'd won a few goes at roulette. And so – and this this is what's so fucked up is that I know the odds are against me <laughs> and I go to put money down and I was playing quarters on the roulette table. So, you know, you, instead of just playing one number, you split it against four so that you've got more chance of winning but you don't win as much. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll do two. Just I'll go – because I got my confidence up at this point and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do two. And Palmer goes, oh, what number are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he goes, well, my birthday's coming up so why don't you play my birthday? And I was like, oh, I'll do like seven and eight because your birthday's the seventh and my dad's the eighth. And I'm like, you know, if I have a bet for my husband and my dad, I'm going to win. Yeah. And that was after fucking half an hour and I'm a rational person. Every time I take out a tats ticket, I always just pick my kid's birthdays, my birthday, my husband's birthday and I'm like – if it wins, it's because it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. Actually, having random numbers is just the same. I know. I don't know. I mean, uh, we got out of there, but we did do a loop around. So Palmer was very good at looking for where the cashier was. He's like, how easy is it to get out when you want to get out? And not easy. Like you can't see the cashier super well. You can see a billion like tables. You can see flashing lights. Win, 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 win. But we managed to find a cashier and he timed it and it was like a five-minute walk for us to get from the table to the cashier. So if you wow. were a problem gambler. It's like Kmart trying to get out of Kmart. Oh, my God. They put the fucking things in, in the, the middle. They put the checkout cash register thingy in, in the middle. middle. So, so you, you when to- you leave, <laughs> you're like, oh, actually, I do and, need that. And you just keep going and back and forth. And you just keep forth. going back and forth. But, yeah, so it took us like five minutes. <laughs> and then um, we went past the pokies, which I didn't play because – even I was like, no. It's the saddest place and in the And it was, world. and it really was. Like, you know that people, and I'm going to say this as someone that's had an addiction before to alcohol, when it becomes not fun is when you're like, okay, I'm in trouble. And you could see every single person that was sitting at the pokies was miserable. And this is why I wanted to do this episode today specifically is because I don't really want to talk so much about gambling and encouraging people to go and do it. And I'm not here to say that we need to get rid of gambling. Like, I mean, perfect world, but um, I understand it makes people happy. But what I want to raise the issue is, is that it's addictive and we have to realize this because, you know, I know that, well, I don't know if this is true for every school, but when I was in primary school on Melbourne Cup Day, we do sweepstakes, Yes, you know, and that is fucking children learning that it's okay to put a punt on and, yeah. They, even things like in The Crown, they pump it full of oxygen. So when you walk in and you're really tired at 2 a.m., yeah. give yourself an hour at 3 a.m., you'll feel like you've had a full night's sleep mm. and you're all <laughs> energised. Yeah. So, truly to keep yeah. you there. And, and the, they you, comp your drinks if you're in the high rollers. Y- like it, yes. Not even high rollers. I mean, obviously there's no windows, so you don't know what day time or night. And, and as well, at the casino, there was not one single sign to, to help. help. Not one single helpline. I even went to the toilets because, you know, in public toilets on the back, sometimes it's like issues with gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'll go to the toilet. And um, there was one sign, which I'll give him credit for. It was not about gambling, but it was just like, are you on a date 
and like the guy isn't like his profile or he's being aggressive or you're just not feeling it, there was a number that you could call a security guard to come to the bathroom and they'd escort you out so that you're not like, they were just like, if something feels wrong. And I was like, okay, like that's all right. But you know, it doesn't really help people with mm. gambling addiction. So, <laughs> My dogs <laughs> have decided that tonight is the night that they just want to rain act down out. parade. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So um, I wanted to talk about um, gambling and I'm going to liken this to alcohol because it's something that I've gone through myself. But um, the issue that we have with gambling and the same with alcohol is that we tend to blame the person that becomes addicted and not the product itself. So we have a problem gambler or we have an alcoholic. And the reason we create these terms is because we as a society don't want to believe that what we're doing is wrong. We want to normalise it. We want people to do it. And so we blame the person that gets sucked in to something that is addictive and dangerous for them because everyone around them is doing it. And we blame them for not being able to control themselves when it's actually the product that's the fucking problem. Mic drop. Mic drop. Bianca, (laughs) that's probably the most profound thing that you have said on this podcast. Thank you. That is so true. Oh, my God. So this is the thing. So, like, heroin has a really great (laughs) – great. Heroin has a great reputation for being the thing that you don't touch. You Mm. know it's addictive. Don't try it once. Like, meth, not even once. Like, we know that these are addictive substances that we don't fuck with. And if one of your friends is like, oh, I might try heroin, you're like, are you fucking crazy? Never do that. Yes. But for some reason, things like alcohol and gambling, nah, have a punt. Have a little cheeky bet. That's fine. Have a drink. Like, oh, we're all getting fucked up tonight. And and it's almost comical. Yeah, it's funny. If someone really actually does have a drinking problem and they are, you know, they're the town drunk or whatever. And if someone is a problem gambler, it's, oh, Joe, he lost lost everything the other night. How funny was it? Like no one actually sees... When the they're struggle. in their car, chronically depressed, yeah, um, spending their ent- behind their family's back, spending their entire family's life savings, and sleeping and in a thing. different bed to their yeah. partner because you know they can't even face each other. It's and this it, is the thing yeah. that I think people that don't understand, like people think, oh, well, what's the harm in it? And thing is, like, you don't understand the danger when someone is addicted to something, they can't stop it. Like, and for some reason, we do give. Um, like we understand if someone's got a heroin addiction, like they're addicted to that and like you you can't just go off it, right? But for some reason, like, yeah, gambling and alcohol, it's that, that person's problem. But unless you've lived with someone that's had that mm-hmm. addiction, only people that have lived through it really understand it. Yeah. But it's not a matter of just stop. And this is the thing that annoys me about like gamble responsibly or drink responsibly. There's kind of no actual thing is that because anyone is susceptible to falling victim. There's no such thing as addictive personality. It's just you're da- you're, you're you're gambling with something that's dangerous. Like you're yeah. taking a risk when you put on that bet because I can tell you from experience last Friday, I actually had a really good time and I it even haunted me the feeling later. Like wow. I was thinking about it and I just kept thinking of that movie with Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson. Um, million dollar proposal, um, indecent proposal. And I was like, you know, they really got a lot of money doing that. Like maybe I could do it. Yeah. And that's someone going at it from an an experience of trying to understand how it is. And I'm glad I got in that frame of mind because it's all good to sit here and say it's a problem and you shouldn't do it. 
Um, but it is dangerous and it is addictive. Yeah. What do you think about then? Um, I'm a really big fan of probability and statistics. Mm. Nothing to do with gambling, just to do yeah. with in life to mm. give to give good context of the probability of something happening or to explain things like one woman a week is killed due to domestic violence in Australia that gives context so that people can understand and visualize how big of a problem it is, for example. That, that that's a oh, an easier so way sad that that's to, like the first one that comes up because it's said so often. But yeah. Um it's an easier way to explain. So then obviously when I'm watching sport, I also I suppose, participate in the gambling side because they say, okay, well, Richmond versus GWS, uh, Richmond $1.20 to Mm. GWS $4. Okay, I can understand then that Mm. it's going to be a big effort for GWS to get across the top, for example. How – what do you – Well, this is the problem, like, though. I mean, so I really enjoy just being right. (laughs) 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 So, so like – so, you know, if I'm like two up, right, I enjoy playing two up just to guess which I'm going to get. In your face. Yeah, but I do, yeah, right. Like this is, oh my God, I just remembered. This is so embarrassing. Okay, so my boyfriend and I, ex-boyfriend and I, we used to have a DVD player, right, and it would knock around the wall and it would change colour. Yeah. And oh when it would hit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. It had so the we, little thing that says DVD. DVD it's right? a circle. Yeah. And when it gets into the corner Well, that's of when the you screen, know you've made it, but. No, we oh. would we, no, we would try to guess what colour it was going to be because it would change colour, right? And yep. we were like, blue. And they'd be like, oh, damn it, like yellow. And like we'd try and guess. And then my brother Fuck, overheard us. Simple, yeah. simple minds me. No, simple people. wait, um, it's more simple. My brother was like, what are you guys doing? And we were like, oh, we like to play this game where we guess the colour. And he watched it for one minute and was like, there's a pattern. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't random. <laughs> and he figured that out instantly. We'd been playing that game for months and oh, we never realised. so pathetic of you. Yeah. No, we used to play the game, that same exact thing that yeah. you're talking about, but when it perfectly gets into the corner. the corner. Yeah. You know, the- That's why I don't like DVD symbols that are circles. I prefer when it's a square because it fits in real perfect. Tetris is my favourite game, by the way. Oh, my God. I love Tetris. I love Tetris. No, I love Tetris more than you love Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I enjoy just – Get being right, obviously, also enjoy following patterns and not knowing that they're a pattern. But the problem is, is that does it make it more exciting when there's money on it? And and that's what I said to Palmer because I was like, you know, I would just play roulette at home. And I often like playing poker at home and obviously we don't play with money. And Palmer's like, I don't think you would have as good a time if you weren't going to make money. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's fair. And as well when it comes to sports and probability <sighs> – that is fine to have that and and I, I get that that is a thing and, yes, obviously you're like, yeah, GWS, I mean, surely they're paying more than I that. absolutely no. <laughs> to be fair, it's funny I even say this as the example because I didn't even look at the odds. But the problem so I was is, able to watch it without. is that that is everywhere to do with the sport. So when you're watching the football, it comes on at half time. It's constantly on the screen. It shouldn't be a factoring part of playing sport because I go to the netball and I haven't seen ever one single ad 
for gambling Fuck. to do with netball at all. So do you know what ads they have? They have girls saying we're confident and let's build a oh, nation that, of confident girls, which that, is the best ad ever. It's uh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Gives me so tears, true. but yeah, they do. But you watch the sport for the sport. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And you think about Maliki, um, who is eight, and he discusses with his friends. He knows what odds are. Yeah, and and that's obviously nothing to do with us. It's just from watching football. Oh, anyone's exposed to it. And that's the problem that I have and that's why I want people to start thinking about gambling. What what do you think about the ethics of people, say, past footballers or whatever sports people, whatever they are, being paid out by these humongous corporations to mm. do these ads and to read odds and all of that? Do you think that they hold some responsibility? I think that everyone involved with gambling has some responsibility and I'm really tired of it being thrown back on the person because you see the ads Mm. and, you know, in bright lights it says, you know, oh, you can win this and then in tiny fine print it says gamble responsibly. Not even a number to frigging call and enough, enough of this. There needs to be clear examples this is addictive. Like you pick up a packet of cigarettes in this country, you are flooded with warning labels, this is addictive, this can kill you. Why is it then that gambling isn't given that exact same? Have we got the stats also around men versus women with gambling? Well, actually, that women is on the rise. Um, What's that to do with more disposable pokies. income or something? Oh, yeah, I think it pokies. is because of more disposable income. So yeah. since I think like mm, about the 70s, 80s, women, it has risen. Okay. But then as well, the problem is, is that now we have the internet. Yeah. So Gambling is in our right phones. In it's pocket. everywhere. Yeah. It's really hard to get away from it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that men gamble more than women. Is that correct? Can we just yeah. wait? Let's pause podcast here and let's have a little look. There are 6.8 million regular gamblers in Australia. That's 39% of the population. Oh, participation in lotteries was the most common. Oh, yeah, it's pretty even. Um, it's 54% to men and 46 to women. So it's pretty close, pretty but close. gambling goes hand in hand with other things like mental health and mm-hmm. suicide and things like that. And if we're thinking about tackling, say, men's mental health, which lots of people like to talk about all the time and so they should and it's a really important topic, why is something like gambling then so part of Australian culture yeah. and so accepted and it's and it's so fun and mm. it's so frivolous when really it's so serious. I mean, I remember an ad of oh, TAB probably of sports bet, maybe sports bet, mm. um, of people holding a football and it had money on it and it was like sports better when – like footy's better when there's money on it. And the sport alone should be enough. The ads are the ads extremely are, targeted towards intense. men they too, are, yeah. and that's uh, maybe that's why you're saying like the pokies with women or something. Uh, they are, are very gendered. Um, mm-hmm. It is cool, and it, you're a bloke. It's like yeah. the whole drinking beer thing, mm. and and how we've talked about veganism being yeah. for girls, and it, you're you're a man if you put money on it. You you know mm. you've earned the money. You've gone and worked yeah. really hard. This is your money. Have yeah. some control over it. <laughs> yeah, you get to do it with, with what you want to do with it. And then they, everyone blows it. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's everyone that I know that's played pokies before because I've got a few friends that have not been addicted to the point where they've lost possession of their house but where they, you know, do do it. 
And each one of them had a big win the first time. So the first time they put their money in, they won like 1200 bucks, And then they're like, well, that's a really easy way to make money. Um, if you're someone that has gone to the pokies and put $20 in and lost it, you're probably going to be like, well, that was fucking stupid. But that's the the way that there's this bias of people who do not have a gambling addiction being like, oh, well, I, I could stop. I could walk away. Yeah, you, you probably can walk away because you lost 20 bucks immediately. But if yeah. you get that high to begin with, it is really hard to not want to go back to that. And they also advertise it on things like the footy or horse racing. They love to announce the people that did win big. So they're like, oh, Yojo Blow from wherever put uh, $20 on this horse and won $4 million. Oh, my God. Mm. And it's a big deal. But no one's like, oh, this person yeah. put 100 grand on it and lost everything. Yeah. No one talks about no, it in the reverse gamblers ever. Gamblers never mention. So like I had a friend who was a pretty big gambler yeah, and I'd say, oh, how'd you do last night? Oh, yeah, I'm, I won $7,000. Never going to tell me how down they are. And even though they might have won 7000 last night, they probably lost 20000 the week before. Yeah. Like you're never up. The house is always going to win. And this is the thing that's so crazy is that even when you know that, you still go back. Yeah, that's I, that's all I wanted to talk about it's, today is just awareness for gambling because it, it is yeah. everywhere. It is normalised. And, and we're heading into spring racing carnival, yes. which is my most hated time of the year. Yeah, because it's spring. It's everything. it's gambling. No, I, I'm an, actually not joking mm. when I say – the first time the sun hits my face, which was actually today after winter and you just feel that spring feeling, mm. I actually feel sick Yeah, because it's mostly to do with horse racing and, yeah. and anyone that lives in this city knows how consumed um, oh this gosh. city is with horse racing and there's so much I hate about horse racing and gambling's one, one of elbow of it. Mm. Um, elbow? Mm, interesting. Elbow, leg, know. leg, whatever. It's a weird octopus. Extremity. Yeah. What <laughs> extremity? <laughs> but this time of the year is when a lot of people who might not even gamble might gamble. Yeah. Yeah. And they might fall in the trap as well. Yeah. So it's important yeah. to realise that. On, an, on a nice note, I'll, I'll end on a nice note. Yeah. And it's got something to do with gambling. Oh, okay. Um, well, sort of nice. A little bit depressing as well. Okay. Uh, you know, I work I, at the dog washing place now. Yeah. And I wash dogs. Yeah. And one of the dogs that we – well, we wash greyhounds. And we mm. wash a lot of rescue greyhounds. And they're actually really hard to wash because they're kind of like horses. They can break their leg really easily. And so a lot of greyhound owners um, get us to wash their greyhounds. But a lot of these greyhounds have PTSD from the greyhound racing industry. Um, So when we put them in the bath and we turn on a hose, um, the other day I had one that had a panic attack on me because apparently um, after they race on a track, they get hosed down with water and it's really cold and and it's really awful. So this poor dog started foaming at the mouth and, and crying and it was awful and it's awful to see what's happened. But the good story is is that they that we have so many now come through and they are so beautiful and now <laughs> there are a lot of good people giving these animals a second chance mm. and I could cry and I'm also sick so I'm just like <laughs> a little bit on edge, guys. Um, they come in and they've got these beautiful new families today. We had this beautiful greyhound come in 
and he was absolutely gorgeous and he had all these little kids in his house that loved him. He was Mm. huge and I washed him and bonded with him and he had lots of treats and when he saw his family he wagged his tail and he went off and it was really nice. I think as well that's probably a good point just, you know, think about the animals as well. Because I did. See, this is a thing like – and, you know, I obviously hate that I had to bet, like that I bet on horse racing, obviously. But um, I yeah. I could see, yeah. like I'm looking at it as an industry that I despise and I'm like, this is heartbreaking. And, um, yeah, I was almost brought to tears just there. But um, I understand that some people don't see it that way. Mm. And so maybe just think about yeah. the animals the next time that you're at the carnival or think you're at the Also the, the industry that you are contributing to um, one good – thing um if you are a footy fan mm. is to put pressure on your club um at the moment north melbourne as in the kangaroos is the only club that doesn't have a, a tab attached to the club uh, as in so uh clubs get uh, make money i mean it's legal yeah they, they make money out of um, tabs and stuff that then fund you know for them to build their stadiums yeah. or whatever it is and North Melbourne made the ethical choice quite a while ago to pull out. And I know that the Western Bulldogs, and there is one other club, but I can't remember what it is, um, uh, phasing out uh, gambling oh. as part of their their money making. So I would definitely put pressure, if you're a footy fan, on whatever club that you go for, uh, write in and do your bit mm. to try and get them to stop. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing, like sport is really fun to watch. It doesn't need to have that. I think that it should just be separate. Yeah. And and as well, the thing is, is that horse racing wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the gambling. Like they're not racing it to see how good their horse is. They don't care. They genuinely are doing it for the gambling. And, um, well, I think, I mean, that's my assumption. I'm going to say I'm going to say close. I'm pretty close. But, yeah, yeah, so just have a think about, like, what you're actually gambling for and what's really at stake. And who, who's ending up with your money and who is the victims from it? Yeah. And, and as well, um, because there are so many states in Australia, I can't just list off all of the information for where to get help, but I will put it in the show notes so that everyone can. And that's it. And that's it. Wow. That was real depressing. One. It was depressing. Um, but we yeah. rep- what do we want to do here? <laughs> <laughs> Cry? I feel really depressed now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Join the millions of players around the world and bring in the new year with the all-time favorite classic match three game, Candy Crush Saga. It's fun to play and challenging to master with thousands of levels to switch and match your way through. Get that sweet feeling this new year with Candy Crush Saga. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play for free.